Welcome to episode three of the Zero Chance Podcast. I am Brady Phelps at Lob Shots, and I'm joined by Rick Romero at RJ's Fro. What's up, Rick? There's zero chance that I'm ever going to be late again. Oh my gosh, dude. I could strangle you right now. (laughs) I cannot believe after the sob story that you gave me last week for being an hour late. No, an hour and like 20 minutes late last week. Yeah. It's going to grow 10 minutes every week. This week, you were 44 minutes late. It, it shrunk. It got better. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. You have no respect for me or my time <laughs> or my children. I thought you Why said... Why do you hate my kids? I thought you said 5 o'clock. That's because you, I thought you said don't five know o'clock. how to listen or read. I, I, You're I, illiterate, and <laughs> therefore you are late. It's true. Unbelievable. It's true. And I don't... like. Yeah. Now I'm starting to... Because like last week we talked about this. Like, hey, listen, I know you're super it's, punctual. This will never happen again. Yeah, never happen again. And then literally the next week it's happened. What do you have to say for yourself? And then you had the audacity to record me as you walked up, <laughs> like, oh, let's get his reaction. He's probably so mad. And I was. You were I, mad. I was, you but I kind of strangled me. I, I actually, yeah, I said I'd, I should strangle you like a child. And I'm like, wait, yeah. no, I don't strangle children. <laughs> don't, no, no, that's, no, no. That's no, a terrible. No. Thing. Why would I? I don't know what that even means. Anyway, well, again. But we're here. We're here. I'm usually at, a zero you chance. you want to say where we are right now? Oh, we should say that. Yes. We are here at Alesmith. Ale Smith. Home of the 394 Pale Ale. That we're drinking right now. We are drinking it right now. Yeah. In fact, I might take a little poll as we speak. Is that good radio? Take polls off. Do we call it? We don't call it radio. Is that radio. good podcasting? Good podcasting. Yeah. So, like, we also have, like, we're, uh, oh, we can't see it from here. But if we walk just, like, a few steps that way, we can actually see the Tony Wynn Museum as well. Yeah. Actually, you can kind of see the, the side of the yeah, museum there now. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I love that Tony Wynn Museum. I think it's very cool. I love this place. I love this. Uh, they have this new upstairs area, which is where we're hanging out. Uh, it's very cool, very chic. Some couches, some cool like chandeliers, Ooh. and it's uh, it's it's really it's pretty fancy. An elevator. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like how I'm talking about chandeliers. You're like, and an elevator. <laughs> elevator. Like, Elevators oh, are cool, this right? Amazing technology. Yeah. An elevator. Yeah. Because chandeliers are super amazing technology. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I like how you changed it to let's talk about the venue All right, instead of I'm let's sorry. talk about why you're late. I'm sorry that I'm, I'm normally late. a zero chance guy yep. when it comes to podcasting. Yep. But as you know, I'm big on second chances. I forgive you again. Yeah. And I hope that maybe Third next chances. week we can. Uh, <laughs> you we hope can that next week you could put your children to bed. Maybe you could be punctual. God, I'm such a maybe jerk. Yeah. I, when maybe you bring you the kids into it, that makes me feel really bad. Good. That's why I do it. That's I know. <laughs> I, I mean, I do feel like, you know, you're the one that you, you have all the recording equipment. You have all the podcast. You have the microphones. You have, you know, the talent to put a podcast together and do intro music and make us sound important. And I just talk a lot, like too much. I just talk over you. The entire time. So because of that, I feel like you have a little bit of leeway because you do all the behind the scenes hard work. Yeah. And so therefore, I give you a little bit of slack when it comes to being continually and perpetually late. I forgive you. So what I was on time for the first one. What? With RJ. Yeah. Yeah. You were on time. uh, I was there before RJ. Well, that's because you weren't <laughs> able to communicate properly with him on what day we were supposed to record. So if you want to really get into the nitty gritty of it, I can tell you that. All right, so what have you been up to since the last podcast? What do you want to share with the world of oh, sports man. here in San Diego? Hey, spring training started. Yes, that's yes, it is. that's rad. That's, yeah, that doesn't awesome. answer my question whatsoever because it has nothing to do with what you've been up to. But what have I been up to? What yeah. have I been up to? Uh, so while everybody's going to see Black Panther over the weekend, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to see Jumanji. Oh. <laughs> I didn't oh. even know that. Robin Williams? <laughs> yeah, the Robin Williams <laughs> one. I'm finally I, getting around to that. <laughs> I actually haven't seen it. Does, actually, it to me, it looks funny, the commercials, The Rock actually, and Kevin Hart. I, don't, I haven't seen it yet. I would yeah. like to. I took my kids to go see The Greatest Showman, oh, the yeah. P.T. Barnum you know, with Hugh yeah. Jackman. Uh-huh. It was, uh, it's like a musical, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I, wasn't, I guess I kind of knew it was a musical. I wasn't expecting that much singing, but um, my kids are only six and eight, so I initially – thought i mean basically movies that aren't cartoons i'm like eh, they're probably not appropriate um but this one was pretty good it was appropriate it you know i think it probably has a very 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 positive spin on who the real pt barnum was yeah. um so historically speaking i don't know how accurate it was but um, there was no beatings of elephants or anything like no, that no 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 but That's good. um you know they painted instead of like exploiting you know disabled people yeah they painted the picture of empowering yeah. um those who are different that's good and so i i really enjoyed it and the kids yeah. liked it and the the soundtrack is an absolute jam yeah. i love it like we've been 
you know, walking into the house and, hey, Alexa, play me some. I hope everybody's, and not that anyone's like listening to it at home loud. Now, yeah, that's a dumb thought. Never mind. My thought was because I have I've heard a commercial before where it's like it says the word Alexa and your and Alexa then my thing up. yeah yep. the Alexa uh-huh. lights up. This is a new thing for us. The Alexa. We should actually gift. do that like for every single episode, just in case somebody is just to throw in a like, like yeah, just hey, hey Alexa, Alexa, play Queen. <laughs> I love Queen. <laughs> I love me some Freddie Mercury. Yeah. yeah, play another one bites the dust. Anyway, so you haven't seen Black Panther yet? It's I all the rage right now. It is all the rage. I yeah. really do want to see it, but I. Um, I mean, this podcast is hard enough for me to carve out, you know, an hour or in the case of dealing with you, at least two hours to uh, to record <laughs> a week because I do like every like if I'm not working, I'm hanging out with my kids yeah. and my wife. And so I um, if I'm going to go to a movie and I just I don't I, I haven't, actually haven't looked into this, but my guess is that although Black Panther is going to be an amazing movie, I know that I don't think it's age appropriate for six and eight year olds. It's so good, good point. So I good point. that's why. It'll be one of those things where I have to, you know, figure it out. I mean, I my, my kids, I can't wait to do it. My wife keeps saying they won't even understand it. What's the point? But I really cannot wait for my kids to see Princess Bride. I know it has mm. nothing to do with Black Panther whatsoever, yeah. but it's just one of those movies that I really want to see with the kids yeah. that I haven't yet because yeah. I don't know that they're the, at that age yet where they're going to get it. But I can't wait because it's one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. And then there's movies movie. like, you know, my favorite movie of all time, Braveheart. And I'm like, oh, I'm never, you know, it's going to be so long before <laughs> I'm going to yeah. be like, oh, this is a great movie to show your kids. I mean, the amount Having of violence. Having somebody pulled apart. Yeah, like, you know, blood scrat- splattering on the, you know, filming camera. It's just, it's a amazing movie, but not so kid appropriate. So, yeah. Agreed. What's your favorite movie? Let's, let's let the people get to know you a little my bit, My favorite guy. movie. Uh, you know? It's a hard, if you've never thought about it, I've thought about it a lot because in Lob Shots a, a while, a long while back, I mean, to be honest, any post has been a long while back yeah. outside of these yeah. podcast posts. Um, but I had done a top 10 movie list and it is incredibly difficult to do. It and really is. Like you have to put a ton of thought into it <laughs> and then to actually put the number one. That actually wasn't that hard. Braveheart, it just stands above and beyond to me yeah. as, my, as my favorite. And I yeah. found that movies that you watch in your late junior high through high school, early college years, like those teenage formative years, those movies that are released during that time that are powerful, that are impactful, yep. those are the ones, like, I think it's something like, I don't know, six of my top ten or between 93 and 99 or something. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I've got a weird sense. How do I want to say this? I don't know. It's already weird. I know. It is weird. I'm kind of all over the place with my movies, my favorite movies. Do you like like superhero movies? No. Okay. Do you like horror movies? Uh, some, yes, I do like some, but I like the cheesy horror movies, like Scream. So, no, no, no. <laughs> like so, like Army of Darkness, like okay. where it's like kind of like funny, like parody, but yeah, but they're like kind of going for it. it could be considered a horror movie uh-huh. to some people. Yeah, you um, just lost our entire audience I dropping know. the Army of I Darkness know. reference. But Jeez. it's such a great movie. Like all you had to do Bruce was say, Campbell. All you had to do is say Goodwill Hunting, and Good. everyone would have been like, "Amazing, great, I love you." And then, but then that's me. No. So never mind. I don't know, man. That's my ego talking right I there. Shawshank Redemption. It's a fantastic movie. Okay, fantastic top movie. Ten. Uh, top five for me. Top five. Really? It's top five. Yeah. For oh, sure. perfect. Yeah. Tombstone is my other. Top Ooh, five. that's a good one. It's a good one. Amy Huckleberry. Yeah. Um, Val Kilmer he was fantastic oh he's amazing like fantastic you you couldn't even tell that it was him it's so weird that little flavor saver yeah and the way he talked and the tuberculosis it just (laughs) changed everything he's a sweaty mess and he just became he just completely transformed into another character god I love that movie I could talk I could you know what we should do sometime just do a movie podcast movie podcast yeah just break these down I don't know how this turned into this I, I don't know how it turned into this either. I don't know. Black Panther and I said Greatest I saw Showman. Jumanji and then like <laughs> it just spun out of control at that yeah. point. Did you like Jumanji? I did. It was okay. you know, it was what I expected though. Like yeah. it was like it's not like a fantastic movie, but it's like it's a good feel good movie. I'm actually a big fan of The Rock. You know, I so think The Rock takes a lot of heat. I freaking love that guy. I, I think The Rock is great in movies that he doesn't have to carry by himself. And in this movie, he didn't have to carry it by himself because he had Jack Black and he had Kevin Hart to help out. Oh, man, Jack help Black out. is so great. Jack Black was the star of this movie. Oh, really? He was hilarious. Huh, more so than Kevin Hart. Yeah. More so than The Rock. Yes. You're nuts. No. I don't believe you. I am not. Go Jumanji. 
Kojumanji. Okay, so back to your original thing when you avoided my initial question and drove right into Padres spring training. Yes, yep. it did start. It did start. Hosmer yep. actually got his first appearance. D- did you see that his first hit, that little dribbler? Yeah, it was yeah. a ribby, right? It Trevin was. Galvis? It was. Yeah. yeah. And did you see who just crushed a ball and went yard over the left field wall today? Who? Austin Hedges. Oh, yes. Yes. Dreamboat. Yes. Yeah. He's swinging a great bat this spring. His eyes lit up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's a good thing, too, like because, you know, the defense is already there with Hedges. So yeah. if that bat comes around, well, which they, it has they come around, his, they too. They tweaked his, his swing. Exactly. So. so speaking of spring training, um, Kevin AC, the Padres' new beat writer, which, by the way, AC, I think, has been taking a lot of heat because, obviously, Chargers beat writer forever. Everyone just assumes that, you know, um, he was just getting fed a ton of information from, mm-hmm. you know, the, the top. And and so that's why he was always breaking stories and breaking. And then he went on to be a columnist and which, you know, in newspaper terms, that's a huge deal to be yeah. a columnist. And uh, it's like and as big as it gets for newspapers. Right? right. And now he has gone back to doing the Padres beat. And and I, I actually think that he is doing a pretty good job. He broke the Hosmer news, uh-huh. which was huge, yep. um, which I think was I'm sure the Padres which throwing him a bone and and saying like hey we want to get this relationship started off on the right foot please don't talk crap about us all the time um here's the Hosmer story you're welcome you know here's a billion retweets and uh clicks on the newspaper uh but i I actually think ac's been doing a pretty good job um so i think he does take a lot of heat for that and he's only going to get better at it so um anyway props to ac he tweeted out a picture that said number 30 and number 35 and it was obviously pretty cool because it was Hosmer walking with our boy Randy Jones. Yeah. And uh, and I, th- I thought that was a fun guest number photo. one. Yeah. Guest number one on the zero chance pod. Yeah. So we actually did talk about, um, you know, the first time we had Randy on for the full episode. Yep. Um, we talked in the second episode that that would be a rarity, mm-hmm. um, as would hopefully me talking over you the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> also be a rarity. Um, Will it, it be a rarity, though? Will it? No, it won't. Yeah. I mean, I'm a talker. What yeah. are we, we going to do? You knew that getting into this. Um, but the second episode was just you and I shooting it. Yep. Um, which was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Loved it. And I think um, we've gotten a pretty you know warm reception, which is cool. We um, continually acknowledge that we, we have no business having a podcast and we have no business having anybody listen to it. That's for sure. Um, but here we are. We hope to get better every week. And we said that the format would kind of be... Uh, that we would, you know, have a podcast and we would probably have a guest most of the time, not all the time, yeah. but they wouldn't be on from start to finish, such as the case this week. We have a very special guest this week. Um, she's very, very internet famous and famous in our hearts and minds, and that is Lana Berry. Lana Berry is a... Uh, let's be clear. It's Lana. Lana. As in banana. Yes. Not Lana. No, not Lana. She does not like that. She does not like that. And we will not make that mistake. No. We will probably ask her about that, though. Yeah. We won't make that mistake. But Lana is going to join us. Um, in fact, why don't we do this? Why don't we get Lana on the phone and uh, and bring her right in and jump into some good baseball talk and just some life about being internet famous. And let's find out the age-old question that everybody asked her. Poor thing. What do you do? <laughs> How do you have so many followers on Twitter? Yeah. Um, and get to know Lana a little bit. Yeah. I have had the pleasure of getting to know her a little bit over the years and um, excited to have her on the podcast. So let's give her a call. All right, we would like to welcome Lana Berry to the podcast. Lana, this is Brady Phelps, and I am joined by Rick Romero, and we are thrilled that you are joining us on the podcast. Thrilled. Thrilled. I'm thrilled to be here. Thrilled to be here. You're you're so kind. To paint a picture for you, we are uh, at Alesmith Brewing here in San Diego. I know you're uh, you are in LA right now, right? Are you still out in spring training? No, I'm in LA. Okay, so you're back home in LA. We are, um, because we may have had a minor technical <laughs> difficulty, we are holding on to one, one set of headphones. I have one ear, Rick has the other ear, and it's upside down, and we are cuddled next to each other close. And uh, let's just pray that nobody walks by and takes a photo of this. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a great way to start a... Why are start. you recording this in public? Um, that's a great question, and it's one that we really don't have an answer to. Is that not how you're supposed to do podcasts? Like that was actually going to be our first question to you. We just started a podcast. It's called the Zero Chance Pod. What should it be about? <laughs> <laughs> we really have no what clue. It, what you don't? No, well, I mean we kind of do. We're going to talk sports. A lot of Padres talk, as you know. We're big Padres fans. 
as you go along, you'll kind of figure out the direction you want it to go in. So don't like pull it. You don't have to fully commit to a direction yet. It's still new. And so like maybe once you've done like 10 episodes or so, you can see what you like and what you don't like. And, uh, you know, Did you hear that, Rick? She thinks we're going to make it to 10 episodes. 10 episodes. That's amazing. Anyone can make it to 10 episodes. <laughs> like, come on. So that was actually like, you actually gave like a real answer there. And I wasn't really expecting no, that. That's a real answer. And then I realized you are like, you're, this is, this is a question that I get all the time because there have been times where, you know, you and I have, um, you know, we've gone to a few baseball games together and, um, you know, been, you know, been buddies and, and we've, over over the course of time, I've been around people that have come up and been like, "So you're Lana," and then they kind of pause. And they're like, "So who are you, and what do you do?" And and I think that that is such. Uh, do you get that question all the time? All the time. Do you have like a crafted answer that you give? Because I'd I love don't. to hear like the crafted answer, and then I'd love to hear the real answer. I don't have a crafted answer, and it's something that I think about often because I think I should have a crafted answer because I get asked it so much, and every time I'm asked, I'm like, uh, uh. I'd much rather just stumble over my words. Yeah, because I, I, I never know what to say because it's a really weird question to answer. Like, who are you? Yeah, so I mean, really... it's, it's, it's a weird question for anybody to ask anybody. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. But, but because you are, I mean, not only are you the author of an ebook called Internet Famous, you are Internet Famous. And hence the author, or hence the title of the book, I'm sure. But I think, you know, because someone can look at your, you know, Twitter profile and see like, oh, right. she's got, you know, 120,000 followers. Like, that's a big deal. What? How did you do that? You know? And, and so I feel like because you're somewhat of a public figure, people feel like they can almost justify asking that question, even though it's totally weird to ask. I don't know that they feel justified to ask it. I think they just don't know who I am. And instead of coming up with a different way to phrase that question that's just how it ends up coming out like 99% of the time and it's not an easy like okay who are you okay yeah you want to sit down with me for like four hours while we you know have like a therapy session and right who I really am right should I start <laughs> when I was three years old and I you know tripped and skidded my knee and yeah, I, right. I can see, I, I always feel, you know, because it is a weird question to ask, and I always feel like whenever I'm meeting someone new or someone that I'm interested in or someone who seems interesting to me, and I, I actually do want to get into the weeds a little bit with them, I'll, you know, I tend to, the way that I phrase the question is, hey, you know, like, so what's your story? And right. and I love, you know, I love telling stories, but I love hearing other people tell their story. And so that's the way that I feel like I would phrase it if I didn't know you at all and had never met you. Okay. I mean, again, what's your story can also be a very long... Yeah, we're looking at another four-hour session. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I feel like it's a less intrusive four-hour session than who are yeah, you? Yeah, it is. It's, it's less... Yeah, you're right. Because there is it's something... It's less aggressive. Yeah, less aggressive, and it's showing maybe like the, that maybe there's a little bit of care behind the question, not just like right. answer-seeking. Like, so who are you? Right. Yeah, yeah. Justify why you have so many followers on Twitter and Instagram. Exactly. Well, see, that's the thing. That's what's so funny to me is that if people either, like, don't get my sense of humor or don't follow me and, like, don't know who I am, they feel almost offended that other people care or follow me. And so they feel like there needs to be some sort of justification, and I'll see people tweet me or just tag me in a tweet where they're trying to justify this. And it's like, well, you know, she's just doing this or she looks like that or she doesn't look like this. And it's always a weird thing to kind of witness from afar of people like trying to justify why someone else would follow me. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, that's a sad, a sad thing that you have to. With me somehow. Right, right. Someone can come at you and say, uh, you know, this this girl tweeted baseball is weird and it got, you know, 900 likes. That's stupid, you know. Why, you know, like why? Why? If I tweet baseball is weird, you know, nobody says anything. Zero likes. Zero. But if we you make pancakes though. Oh, on National right. Pancake Day. On National Pancake Day. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I. <laughs> I follow you. I, I. 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 I mean, I follow you in this conversation and on Twitter. That's not what I meant, but. Um. um but I follow yeah. what you're, I follow what you're saying. It's it's a weird it's a weird place for you to be where you feel like you're. At least what I'm hearing you say is that it's it sounds like you're constantly feeling like you're put in a position where you have to justify like who you are and why people 
like you on Twitter or like you on other forms yeah, of social really media. Yeah, it's really weird. It is. It's a trip. And I think part of it, though, is that um, we're kind of trained to define who we are by what our career is. And um, so I think the fact that mine is not, like, easily boxed into, like, a two-second answer is really hard for people to grasp. Because even if I, like, give a long-winded answer of, like, different things I do, because I've, like, worked for myself for several years, and I do stuff, obviously, with, like, Twitter and stuff like that, people are still like, well, I don't really know who you are. Because they want that boxed, like, one-sentence defining answer that a lot of people can give. They're like, oh, yeah, well, I'm an accountant or whatever. Right. You know, I I don't have that answer for people, and I think that frustrates some people, which is weird, because they shouldn't care, but... Yeah, they shouldn't care, and you shouldn't have to justify that. I mean, that's just it. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling your frustration big time. You know, people like saying like, you know, I know when I saw your Guinness, uh, you know, your Guinness blonde ads, um, I was immediately I was like, oh, that's so great. Like, I was so pumped for you because I thought that was a neat thing. I thought it was a cool partnership, and I thought you know you were you were being yourself um, and getting paid to do it for you know you drink beer when you're not getting paid to drink beer you know and right and and i thought that was so cool and i could see how you probably had to be like why is guinness paying this girl to do that with people asking right dude she got that rad onesie too i did well whoa wait i I don't i I don't know if i know about the onesie i've forgotten about the onesie what did Uh, you get McDonald's sent me a Big Mac onesie for my birthday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, see that's that's crazy. That's amazing. Like you have you have massive brands like McDonald's sending you gifts. Yeah, and like every professional baseball team just like loves to chat it up with you. Like un like when it's not even prompted by you. Like you don't even have to start it and like, oh, oh look, the Cubs are chatting with Lana again. Well, okay, look. I'll say this for anyone out there who's listening to this who does feel like annoyed by this because if anything you should look at me as proof that you can do it as well because all literally all I do is post on social media as myself with my personality and I interact with brands and teams as if they are people because they're people running behind you know there's someone running those accounts and so I just talk to them like they're people and they appreciate it and enjoy talking back to me. And then that continues to, like, build my following. And my following isn't that big compared to, like, a lot of people out there who get sent free stuff or who are paid to do Yet. ads. So I think the fact that you could build a following, even if it's not that big, you can still make money from it. And I try to help. Like, that's kind of what I do my ebook on is kind of teaching people stuff like that because you don't have to be, like, crazy famous or even have like hundreds of thousands of followers to do that right i love that i love that you're taking what some people i think in the way that they critique you or somehow weirdly oddly get frustrated that you have something they don't and you're spinning it around to um encourage them to let them know that like anybody can have this anybody can and that's not entirely true because you know you're awesome and you're funny and you're beautiful and they i think um (laughs) people want all of those things you know and but there are so many people out there like there's some like everyone has like their little like community of people that they can find who think they're interesting or funny or whatever it is if you're not funny like maybe you're fascinating or you know a lot about one thing or even if it's like super weird to like some people other people are really into it so you have to find those people because my baseball stuff is not interesting to a lot of people i can tell you that right and these two dorks here running the zero chance podcast it is absolutely interesting to us right um, so tell me about as far as like interesting positions that you find yourself in. I mean, recently was I guess it was a week ago now. You found yourself um, with our mutual friend Molly at the All Star yeah. Game, and a amazing byproduct of being <laughs> at the NBA All Star Game was Fergie Fergie all. And oh my god, what was that like being there? Well, first of all, <laughs> so I'm standing next to Molly. Obviously, we're standing for the anthem. <laughs> And uh, literally the first, like, half a second of song 
that comes out of her mouth, like Molly grabs my hand and she's just like squeezing it. You know, like when you're like squeezing someone's hand because like you don't want like other people around. Right, you know, right. That, like, don't react. Don't react. But you need to understand so I'm reacting. Kind of like stone face, and she's just constantly squeezing me, and it just gets to a breaking point where we can't take it anymore, and we're just like, I'm like tears are streaming down my face, and like my. <laughs> I was with another friend of mine, and she's on my left, and she's, like, nudging me, like, trying to calm, and so I'm like, oh, crap, and then I look around, and the, our entire section is doing the exact same thing. <laughs> Everybody's like, just like, what is happening? Cracking up, looking around at each other, like, what's going on? My first thought is, like, look, I have to check Twitter, because I don't know if this is sounding the same on TV. Right, right. Is there some weird thought. acoustic like, that we're not hearing it right? crazy it sounded worse in person oh that like, i find that very hard to believe as i mean it's it's not significantly different but in person it was much screechier and there was like an echo so it was just it was unreal i mean honestly the all-star game is whatever but that was incredible <laughs> and we were so happy. Like, like years, there wasn't even a moment of like, oh my God, she's ruining this. It was just pure joy right. that this was happening. So it was so great. And we were so happy. And like everyone that I looked could see was like cracking up. They were showing a lot more like player reactions on the Jumbotron. Yeah. Which I wish I had filmed because they're all trying not to laugh. Oh, more than and the ones that they showed on TV. Yes. Oh yes. man. You're all trying not to laugh. Well, and you're you're, you're trying not to be disrespectful because you don't want to be like you know filming the know, jumbotron reactions. Like during... Apple laughing at the national anthem. Yeah. And yeah. That's it's like. Oh my god! It was just so funny. I just and love I, that fifty I, years I from now. This, what? But like the, the kid, there's like a teenage kid that like sitting in front of us and as he's sitting down he just turns to his family what just happened <laughs> it's like pure he, like, raw overlapping yeah because he nailed it yeah oh that's so good now and i love what i was gonna say is like 50 years from now that you're you're gonna be telling you know your grandkids about how you know i was i it's not like i was at the all-star game it was i was there for the fergie national anthem you know like that's not what i was only that but, like, the fact that we were there and we just watched her sit down. So she had, like, a courtside seat. And we're like, she's still just sitting there. And, like, we're like, does she know? <laughs> right, know right. Who's going to tell her? And, like, at one point during a timeout, she, like, gets up and she's walking around talking to people, like, kissing them on the cheek, whatever. We're just like, this is, this is inspiring me to just, like, go out and just, you know, flail in public and then just stick around. Yeah. And, like, Let's see this thing burn down together. Yeah, (laughs) pretend like nothing happened and go give kisses to Beyonce and Jay Z. (laughs) Yeah, it's totally fine. She literally went over like to Diddy and was just like chatting him up. I'm like, what's happening? So funny. Um, Okay, I I know that you obviously. I mean, now correct me if I'm wrong here, but you are a you know as far as baseball fandom goes, Texas Rangers. I know, you know. Big fan of yours. Now, more more recently, I know your fandom is is leaning much more toward the LA Dodgers for reasons we can discuss or not. We can discuss them. You know the reasons. Okay, so obviously uh, Johnny Pratt is the Dodgers, you know, video <laughs> coordinator. You and Johnny are dating, and does he prefer yeah. John or Johnny? Uh, it's interesting. He's Johnny with his family. He's John m- with most people. Okay, but either one. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna skip back and forth. It's not it's not be- uh, like he doesn't care either way. It's not like when people call you Lana, where you know like your skin crawls right. and you want to strangle. Well, that's not my name. Right. Yes. <laughs> no, the the WWE girl that you always get confused with on Twitter, which I have entertained me over the years. Um, people thinking they're chatting her when they're chatting you. Is her name Lana or Lana? I think it's Lana. Oh, you don't even know. Hurtful. It's I just hurtful it's to the spelling of your name. I'm I'm like ninety nine percent sure it's Lana. Okay, I'm not a big WWE. But Rick, are you a WD, WWE guy? Uh, I am not. I used to be back in the day, but not anymore. So if it was Junkyard Dog, you would definitely know the correct pronunciation. Exactly. JYD. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Okay, so we we want to what we want to talk about. Um, you know, I'll, I'll let Rick get into this, but obviously something big here in the land in the land of San Diego Padres happened, and we kind of want to know the LA perspective. Hey, we got a big free agent signing here in San Diego, which is this is like rare for us. This doesn't happen very often. No, uh, it doesn't. It's it's crazy. I was stunned. <laughs> we were stunned too. <laughs> uh, so like, we kind of want to know like what what is your take being like from LA like. Like, what is your take on the whole Eric Hosmer signing? Um, I don't know that I have, like, a take on it. I was surprised by the number of years attached to that deal. Yeah. Uh, more than anything else. And if you – I know you're I not, like – Go ahead. What? No, I was just going to say you're not fully immersed in, like, all the San Diego Padres Twitter sphere. But, like, you know, the eight years, a lot of people are – they're really considering it, like, a five-year contract because – of the like, there's no way that he's not going to opt out and either sign a right. new deal or go somewhere else unless, unless he's he really gets terrible. In, yeah, unless yeah. he's one of two things: hurt or absolutely abysmal. Right. Which yeah, we don't anticipate. So, I mean, that's somewhat reasonable. Yeah. So I mean, uh, was it as big of like? Because to us, it was the you know it was the, probably the biggest free agent signing in the history of the San Diego Padres. I mean, there's arguably a couple other large ones, but. It was, I mean, certainly the largest contract that the that the Padres have ever handed out. Um, did it even, did it, I mean, it felt like it was national news from our perspective, but did it even make right. ripples in the rest of the NL West? Uh, I will say it did happen in the middle of All-Star Weekend, so I wasn't on Twitter as much as I normally Freaking would be. Freaking Fergie. <laughs> Gosh. Fergie, look, Fergie's a star. Fergie has ruined the Hosmer deal in the NL West. Over Hosmer. You bite your tongue. Um, I, I did. I would say it made waves in in terms of what I saw. Again, I could be wrong because I wasn't paying close attention. But all right, I get I John on the phone. And I was like, "Oh, that's weird," and then I just kept carrying on. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's, oh, that's weird. weird. Oh, look, it's Blue Ivy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I understand. Yeah. All right. So, so well, I, got, I got notification about it, and then I was like. I think I told – I think it happened on Saturday, right, that Saturday? Because I think we were out and uh, – I actually don't remember the day I of the week. I know I was out at a dinner in – I think it was the night before the All-Star game. So we were at, like, the dunk contest or whatever, and then we were at dinner, I think, when it was announced. And I said something to Molly, and she was had some things to drink, and she, like, didn't <laughs> hear what I said, I guess, because she brought it up to me, like, five hours later. And you're like, like yeah, we talked that. about that. I was that. like, I told you right when it happened. That's funny. <laughs> so you, you and, and Molly, I mean, Molly Knight and, and, you know, I've obviously spoken many times to Molly. In, in the past, I had done a podcast with another podcast that we are friends with called The Kept, Kept Faith and talking about her book about the Dodgers, the best team money can buy. And, you know, some of the things that we, you know, we learned a lot about Puig. We learned a lot about Granky, which is two guys that, you know, you – and Molly, it feels like, along with, you know, Pau Gasol, um, that you guys have, yeah. you know, kind of minor, I don't know, obsessions with on online. I mean, uh, talk to me about the Puig, Grinky, Gasol, like what is going um, on? Because I feel like that's what Rick's going to feel like about Hosmer, and that's why I'm really curious. Right. Well, my thing with Puig wasn't really about him. It's just mostly my, like, pure love and joy about, like, bat flips, and Amen. weird, weird baseball players doing weird stuff that pisses off other people. Yeah, like getting splinters and, on uh, their tongues, licking their bats. So that was really because it it wasn't like his personality or anything. It was just kind of like those aspects that I really clung to. And uh, Granky's just whole an different animal. Human being. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, I. Now, do you know Granky personally? I, even, I do. Okay. But I didn't when I was creepy about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this is like a life imitating art, imitating life. Like uh, I'm obsessed with Granky and I super creepy online, and then now we're buddies. Because I know I don't, we're not buddies. Like I've only hung out. He's really good friends with my boyfriend, and I'm friends with his wife. So I feel like because I was never like creepy like. Like, uh, I know what you mean. I don't know. You don't need you know to get I mean. into the deets. I do know what you mean. Uh, yes. Yeah. I was only creepy in the fact that I like find him completely fascinating and I talk about him all the time. Right. <laughs> I, like, do 
not. You weren't creepy but to the point like, where his really, wife was like threatened by you when I you started. I will tell you, now that I know him and I like get tons of stories about him because my boyfriend's friends with him, he's even more fascinating, and I like him even more. So I will say that it's not like the other way around. Oh no, really? If so you just like Google that cranky quotes and stories. They're all just fascinating. So, so you're telling me that the man that you were most fascinated with has become even more fascinating now that you actually yeah. got to know the real oh, person? Yeah. Every wow. story is a great story. Okay, that's, that's impressive. All, they're all funny, they're all good, and it's just great. Um, Pal is just like a puppy dog of a human that I love and is like the most adorable... I don't know if this is him at all, by the way. My perception of Pal Gasol is all of this. But it's mostly <laughs> He's based like, on... I'm not a puppy dog. I know. He's probably like a huge asshole in the life or something. But um, on Twitter, this started because his Twitter was so great. And uh, I think it started when he was playing with the Lakers. And I'm not a Lakers fan, but I fell in love with his Twitter account because he was hurt all the time and so he was doing a lot of tweeting <laughs> and all of his tweets were very like matter of fact and positive and ended with an exclamation point and it sounded like a human motivational quote but it's just basically stating like what just happened right, in right. a motivational quote. It was so bizarre and like simple and wonderful and it was and, like, he would respond to me a couple of times, and that just was so funny to me. Yeah, it just lit up your, your life, having a little Gasol Well, because I think I tweeted him once. It was something like, um, how important is winning to you? And he responded to me with, we played the game to win, exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. That's really funny. All right, so it's speaking of all those famous people that you're obsessed with, who is the most famous person yeah. in your phone? Besides, of in course, Johnny Pratt. Yeah, not like uh, photos, because then it gets real creepy. Like someone whose number you could call. Like you're the most famous cool. person in my phone. That's uh, kind of a joke. Yeah, it was a joke. It was a terrible joke. Jo oh, yeah. Best jokes are the ones you have to explain. Terrible yeah. joke. I know, hilarious. Who's the most famous person um, in your phone? Who's the most famous person in my phone? I don't know. I was really hoping oh, for probably. really hoping for Puig. I was hoping for Bernie. No, he's not my phone. <laughs> what about um, Lana, the WWE chick? Is she <laughs> in your phone? Not in my phone. What about Tim like Tebow? Jesus Christ, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. You can still be friends. What about Johnny Manziel? Oh, you did, you did have a run-in with Johnny Manziel at the Combine years ago. Uh, yeah, I did. That was the thing. Okay, so Bye. who makes it? Who, what happens first, Johnny Manziel to the NFL or Tim Tebow to the Major League Baseball? Like the, the big league club, not the minor league club. Uh, Tim Tebow. All right. I like that. Now, do you, do you believe that or do you think that's um, – is it, it do you think, like because of his talent and his ability to play or do you think because of maybe a potential like, you know, hype move by Sandy Alderson? Uh, I would put it in the latter category. Mm -hmm. I would put it also the fact that he's just part of the Mets organization that I don't know what they're doing over there ever. Yeah, that's true. Do you feel like the Padres are in that category of not knowing what they're doing ever? No. I feel like it's not as bad as the Mets. I yeah. feel like the Padres are kind of trying to find their identity. Yeah, they couldn't find it in uh, Matt Kemp, and so now they're 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 still looking. Right. How weird is what, that that he's back I, I with mean, the Dodgers? I don't know what they're doing. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just seems like, you know, Preller obviously – I actually like that Preller kind of came in and made a bunch of crazy moves because it, like, you know, just establish your presence. Yeah, you know, just absolutely. I loved it too, even and though it completely like, failed. I loved it. Even, yeah, even though it didn't work, and I didn't, it didn't look like it was going to work at the time, I just liked that he was just going for it. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, because, because the Padres don't do anything. So you might as well just do something, even if it doesn't work. Right. And um, I don't know. I just feel like I just feel like there's just no real identity with the team. If there's no – maybe Hosmer will help. 
don't know. I feel like they need like a star pitcher. Oh man, there's this one guy named Zach Granke. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what he's going to be on the market. Like someone, someone like that. Someone I feel like every championship caliber team needs like a Clayton Kershaw esque type of right ace in their bullpen that anchors the rest of the team. Ace pitcher. I think you need at least one who's like a draw. You know, where you're like, oh, this is a good. This is, you know, we have to go watch this guy pitch. Right. Or, you know, mm-hmm. there has to be a reason other than Matt Kemp <laughs> come to watch the team or even, yeah. like, watch it on TV. Yeah, when Fatty McKemp, yeah. Because I know I go to all the um, Padres Dodgers games in San Diego, and every time I'm there, I'm like, who who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> I know. We say that, too. <laughs> I always feel, yeah. It's so, it's, you know, they need, I think, all you really need is like one go- really good pitcher, and then, you know, maybe like a star. And I say star like very loosely. <laughs> like it doesn't have to be like the best outfielder, but just someone good enough that you get excited to watch. Yeah. So, so we got a lot of young picture, pitchers coming up through the the minors right now. Uh, would you sign a like a big name pitch, pitcher? I keep saying picture. What, what am I doing here? Jeez, it's ridiculous! It's this <laughs> this is headphones that I'm sharing with you right now. It's awkward. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> um, would you sign a like a big name pitcher, uh, possibly like next year? Like when all those young guys yeah. are like starting to come up and then he could kind of like lead that young squad. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because not only you never know how, you know, the younger guys are going to pan out, but I think it's also good to have an older, talented presence there that you can kind of look up to and see how they work. Yeah, Definitely. Smart call. Smart call. I like it. Clayton Kershaw to the uh, See, 2019 the Padres. You heard it here first. Granky. Granky's coming. Granky and <laughs> Kershaw are coming to the Padres in 2019. This is going to be amazing. You and heard Puig's going to be that star outfielder, too. <laughs> oh, boy. And, where does, and where does we, Paul, with, Gasol go? Yeah, with this, yeah, Gasol's going to play catcher. Um, with, oh, with See, this, I would watch that team. Yeah, you would. We've completely flown off the rails. That's great. Hey, we do want to really thank you for taking. I know that um, you know you've got a busy schedule, and to take your time out to come and hang out with us on the podcast, uh, we really appreciate it. It's awesome. Enjoy talking. We'll do it again, and uh, look forward to catching a game here in San Diego this year. Yeah, I will see you there. Absolutely. Thanks again, Lana. Thanks. Huge shout out to Lana for joining us. Um, I got to say that my left elbow feels like I just threw nine innings. Oh, my God. That was ridiculous. So to paint the picture for you guys listening at home, um, seriously, before we get into that, Lana, thank you so much for joining us. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Thanks for putting up with us, humoring us on our third ever (laughs) podcast. Um, But we were holding one headset to our ears. So I'm holding with my left hand up to my left ear. And you're holding your right up to your right ear and, and holding it tight because these things that, you know, if we let yeah. go, it would flip and flop us and knock us in the face. Yeah. So we're holding tight to our ear. And when I let go, it my <laughs> elbow, it literally felt like I pitched nine innings. <laughs> Not that I ever have pitched nine innings, but that's how I imagined it would feel. I yeah. feel like I need Tommy John surgery on my yeah. left elbow right now just from holding that headset. I don't know if you like felt it at w- any point, but like my like arms started like shaking because I was like <laughs> trying to like hold it up to my ear and I was just holding it for so long and then finally I was just like all right uh I mean this isn't the throw Rick out of the bus episode but that wouldn't have happened if you had a little adapter to your little thingamabobber here that we play with yeah but again I'm not the tech guy I'm uh I'm not a numbers guy I'm not a tech guy I'm an intangibles guy we've already made that clear yeah so I know you're not going to make that mistake again no. next time we have a guest that calls it now hopefully we'll have a lot of our guests in person yeah. We won't have to deal with this. We can just get another mic, which is great. But uh, that was challenging to yeah. have that. We have plenty of mics. so Hopefully it sounds good. Yeah, plenty of mics. Let's plenty have a party. Mics. We're going to have a podcast party. Podcast um, party. But that was really cool to have to have Lana. She, um, we usually catch at least a game a season when she comes down to San Diego for all get of the you LA matchups. No, no, not big time. She's big time. I'm not big time. <laughs> so, like, the, the thing, like, when you asked me if we wanted to have Lana on, 
I, I was sitting there. I was like, yeah, you know, I, I love her. Like, she's fantastic on Twitter and I, she's super entertaining. Like, when I first started following her, it was because of her Grinky stories. Right. Like, it just, it just cracked me up every time I would see her. But then I started to think, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm like, what exactly does she do? <laughs> like, I, I didn't know if she like like. So you were happy that we? Uh, I was happy, so I I got some answers now. And well, she's, I feel like she's other fantastic. people got answers too. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't just us. The one um, I didn't I, I was gonna get into this with her, but I, I didn't. Well, that's the other thing that was kind of funny is that on so on my phone I had a list of you know because we're so professional here on this podcast I had a list of you know questions because I know that you know I know her better than you do and so you yeah. wanted to be able to see so you literally took a photo because I was holding up my you know want the mic with one hand yep. since you left the mic stands <coughs> in the car and uh, <laughs> and and I on my notes you know you had to take a picture of my phone because I couldn't screen grab it with one hand because yeah. I'm s- slow like that um, but to look at all the stuff that we were going to, you know, get into, and we didn't get into all of it, of course, but the one thing that I thought was pretty funny is I'd, I had watched a game with her and, and Molly Knight, and, you know, they were like, hey, let's get a selfie together. And I'm like, oh, sure. And they were like, you know, both their phones were like in their purse or something. And so I'm like, here, just use mine. And so, you know, one of them, I can't remember which one, grabbed my phone and took a photo. And they're like, no, 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 do that. Oh, okay, hold on. And then they changed the, and then they changed <laughs> the post again. And then again. And then wait, let's put it this way. Okay, let's hold on. Make this filter. Hold on. And then they, so they took, I mean, without exa- exaggerating, I mean, like, they took 400 photos on my phone. Without exaggerating, they probably took 16 photos. So that, and that fills almost a screen up if you're looking at a screen of all these photos. Yeah. And so then they, together, they sat there. I mean, not talking to me. I'm watching the game. For the next five minutes, they chose which of the 16 photos they were going to use. Mm-hmm. And then once... Then they had to edit those pictures. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Once they found the right one, it was texted to... Because they did not feel comfortable editing on my phone. Yeah. Because they didn't have the right app that they're used to yep. using. Mm-hmm. So they text themselves the picture. And then they spend time editing it. And then once it's been edited properly, you either post it on social media or text it off to the other people. I mean, I've never seen... <laughs> like, I'm not saying that guys aren't, you know, petty and fickle and, and don't you know i'm like oh gosh i'm trying to hide my fifth chin in this photo real quick let me take that again because i look you know like i have five chins but you know girl i've never seen anything like that that was that was my introduction to um maybe this is what it takes to be internet famous is you don't post terrible photos of yourself you you post good ones and they were they were good photos no uh no complaints from me they made me look much prettier than i actually am (laughs) Uh, which isn't pretty at all, <laughs> and uh, and it was cool. So, uh, but I did think that was funny. I was going to kind of throw her under the bus, but I decided, why would I do that? Let's wait till she leaves, and then I'll talk about her. Then you'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. much yeah. much better chain of events, not at all. Um, <laughs> so, I guess the question that we have to ask ourselves: Okay, are we happy with the way that we are, you know, having this format for the Zero Chance Pod? Are we happy with if this? Because I feel like this is the most normal episode for what we thought the vision would be for our podcast. First yeah. one being Randy Jones, mm-hmm. where it was guest start to finish. Yep. Second one being just us BSing start to finish. Yep. Third one, this one being start the pod, get into it a little, guest. have on a guest, ask some questions, and then go from there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think that's kind of the direction that we were going for. Uh, Should we like get like feedback from people who actually listen to the podcast and see if I, I don't know do we i mean obviously this is going to be you know a evolving thing as we go yeah i love that we've been diligent enough to go three straight weeks with actually posting three straight in weeks. between week two and week three i um i had some kind of flu or food poisoning and had you know maybe 13 of the worst hours of my life yeah um going back and forth between uh we were gonna have room. Steve Poltz on too. Yes. Oh, we were. We th- yeah. That that really bummed me out that that didn't work out. Yeah. Steve was all in on doing the pod, he and was then all in. Um, partially because uh, me not being available, partially because um, the show, you know, it's yeah. the schedule changed with the show being in town, and it just didn't didn't end up working out. But that was kind of a bummer because that would have been really cool to have him on board. I know that you guys have a bit of a history. He's you fantastic. And old Pulte. Yeah, Pulte. Did the Potters and Pines theme song. I know, and I think that's so cool that he did that. I I actually didn't um, I didn't get a chance to talk to him about this, obviously, because we didn't record. But like I, the first time I ever saw Steve Poltz live was in 1998, um, which really ages me. I know, but mm-hmm. I had just uh, just graduated from high school. I was in college, and my growing up, one of my favorite band was Toad the Wet Sprocket, and Glenn Phillips was the lead singer for Toad. 
and so Glenn went on tour. It was like a a play on the Lilith Fair. Um, they called yeah. it like Fraser Fest or something because <laughs> Fraser's wife's name in the TV show Fraser was, was Lilith. So uh-huh. they were doing like a play on, and it was him and a guy named Pete Droge. Uh, so Steve Poltz, Glenn Phillips, Pete Droge, and somebody else I can't remember. But it was, um, I don't know, I thought it was really fun to be able to see him and to have that kind of history and then to see all the Padres stuff in the future that's come up. Um, but anyway, so one thing I wanted to talk about was I think we should start doing some kind of segments with our guests. We didn't really do it. I kind of asked, oh, um, yeah. I asked Lana, I said, like, you the know, famous name. Yeah. I said, who's, yeah. The, who's the most famous person on your phone? And she literally couldn't come up with an answer. Thanks for nothing, Lana. <laughs> and so I just went on to the next question so smoothly. You probably didn't realize it. Um, but I thought, like, I wanted to have a segment when we have guests on that we call it What's Poppin', which is, you know, kind of one of those, like, isn't that what the kids say? Um, but, you know, like, what's poppin', like pop culture, yeah. you know, you know, like what's poppin' in you? And then we ask them some questions about, you know, fill in the blank. And I don't know what those things are. Fergie. Fergie Fergie. Oh. <laughs> I love Ferg. Um, but, like, what's your go-to jam on your iPhone right now? Like, what's your song that you go to? When you want to get, you know, pumped up, if you're doing a workout or you just want to like, maybe you're feeling down, like what is your go-to jam in your iPhone? Well, I mean, it's a little different if you're going with when I'm feeling down or if I'm feeling like, okay, just answer one or the other, man. Let's be Why are you an analy- you know, well, let's be honest. I don't work out. Come on. <laughs> let's not be ridiculous here. <laughs> don't be ridiculous, Larry. Okay. I I would ask. Well, I guess I'm not even asking you that. I don't care what your go-to <laughs> jam is because you can't even answer the question. I can. I can. All so right. here, here's what I've been listening to a lot lately. Okay. Dan Dan Arbuck of the Black Keys. He has okay. a solo album that's absolutely fantastic. He was just here in San Diego recently at the Music Box. Um, I was there. It was an amazing show, uh, and I've been listening to his album nonstop. Okay. Yeah. I like that answer. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a question, maybe a potential. Maybe this is something we put out on Twitter. Like, hey, we're doing a segment. We're going to call it What's Poppin'. And they're going to be like, well, that name sucks. And I'll be like, all right, cool. Thank you. And then we'll figure out what are the questions we ask during What's Poppin'. I like yeah. the, like, who's the most famous person in your phone? Mm-hmm. Um, what's your go-to jam on your phone? Yeah. Do you think that's a – I mean, I know that you just kind of dissected it. Maybe I need to figure out if it's workout or a pick – maybe just a pick-me-up song. Yeah, just say, like, what, what, is, what is something that you're listening to – like nonstop right now. Okay. Like what's your go-to, just say go-to jam. Don't say okay. like if you're going to the gym or if you're feeling down. Okay. that could be two like totally different things. Uh, what about celebrity crush? Do you think that's a good question? We could do that. What's your celebrity that? crush? Do you know? My celebrity crush. Like Mine's Tim Tebow. <laughs> Not Manziel? No. I mean, I don't really have a crush on Manziel. No, like, no, no. I, 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 I thought it was Hosmer after. I like, I like, I do love me some Hosmer. I really, dude, Hosmer is... Seriously, he is what a stud. Like, we're just a good, good person. I like the idea of him and Andy Green together in a clubhouse. Like, the, I, I'm ready to take this league by storm. Um, but Tebow is Tebow is my is my guy. I, I love me some Tebow. But obviously, if I'm talking celebrity crush, I'm um, I'm I'm probably speaking more of a female. Um, and I I think Blake Lively is Blake Lively. Yeah, huh? she is. Really pretty, <laughs> really pretty, <laughs> really pretty. I I don't know what else to say. I love Blake Lively. Uh, she's very pretty. Anyway, so I, I I can I can answer like what my current one is right now. Okay, but I don't know her name, which is kind of weird. Are you kidding me? I I you dead can't serious. you can't just say like oh the girl from Jumanji, <laughs> the Jumanji girl. Yeah, that doesn't count. Uh, so no, it's. Have you ever seen the show The Detour on TBS? No, I think I've seen ads for it, but I have no idea what it is. It's a pretty funny show. Okay, I'll be the judge of that. And the mom. The mom is my current. The mom? Yeah. Is is she like an old mom? Let's see. What's her name? (laughs) Is it Uh, Lily Tomlin? Natalie Zaya. Natalie Zaya. Z-E-A. Will you have her on your phone? Hold on. Man, this is... See, this is... I can't ask these what poppins. I can't even ask you this stuff because you, you one, didn't I know just, her name. Just then you <laughs> found her name. You Google it. You see you found it. And then and yeah. then once you find it, no one at home has heard of it. Yeah. So whoever's Nobody's listening. Nobody's heard of it. So now they're yeah. all driving their car. Everyone's Googling Natalie and Bruglia Zia. And they're going to get it in an accident because of you. And I think that this is a terrible way to go about <laughs> doing it. Terrible. Say terrible. everybody knows what Blake Lively looks like. like I know. Couldn't you just say Scarlett Johansson? <laughs> 
Halle Berry. I mean, I, I could have, but I, I would have been the wrong answer. Any number of beautiful answer. girls. Jessica Alba. Answer. I mean, those are all really good answers. Now I'm just like listing every cute girl that I could think of in Hollywood. Um, all right. What about the <laughs> the the most recent really good movie you remember seeing in the theater? Jumanji. Gosh. All right. <laughs> I'm done. I think we're done with uh, this episode. No. You've so taken, you've taken us down a, into a dark Jumanji I mean, place. I mean, your what is your gonna was what's your answer for that? For what? Best the, movie like that you've seen recently? Well, I. Braveheart. (laughs) 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 Definitely Braveheart. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's hard because we have already talked about movies in this one, so I do feel like we're both repeating ourselves because I did just see The Greatest Showman, and I did think it was a good movie. I thought the soundtrack was – that actually might have been my answer for my go-to jam, too, was, like, the soundtrack for that. Um, It's terrible. Have you heard it? No. Then shut your mouth until you know (laughs) – why would you say that? But Why would no, you make I'm that kind of judgment? That's a terrible answer. Like, you know, you're making fun of my. It's only terrible answers because it's for both of us. It's only terrible because we've <laughs> repeated it now 10 times. Like, this is going to be the stupid podcast about Greatest Showman and Jumanji. And I couldn't hate that more. <laughs> Gosh, I'm done. Hey, you know what? Today is National Pancake Day. <sighs> it's like a huge. Thanks for bringing a, us back. It's a huge day like for you, right? So I think like. Maybe like last year and the year before, it would have been a much bigger day for me. Yeah. I'm trying to not, you know, like live in the glory days of the, you know, pancake dad and yeah. uh, doing my charity water campaign. Um, but I, I, I can't be the only one that feels like there is a national pancake day, like literally every three weeks. I feel like <laughs> I don't know how it's. Po- I mean, is there like international, national, local, uh, IHOP day? I don't, I don't, I don't know how it all works, but I feel like there are more pancake days than there are weekends in the year and it doesn't make any sense to me um but anyway apparently today was another one and sure enough i didn't even take advantage i didn't post a single pancake did you eat a pancake i didn't eat a pancake no i was up at four something in the morning i got to work early i worked my butt off all day and then i came here and waited for you to start the <laughs> podcast and now i gotta go over and see my kids yeah i love those little suckers yeah yeah oh my gosh okay last thing to get to before we bounce on this yeah i have a bone to f- pick with Michael freaking Phelps. First of all, this guy tries to take my name and be more famous than me. How dare he? Going and winning more gold medals than anyone on the planet. But he had the audacity. I, when I saw this, I thought somebody was literally playing a joke on me. Michael Phelps just had a kid. He named his son Beckett. That is my <laughs> son's name. My son's name, my son is six years old. He's yeah. amazing. His name is Beckett Phelps. And Michael freaking Phelps came along and just decided to name his son Beckett. Can you believe that? You don't even care. I, You're not, you have a blank stare in your face. Don't you understand why I'm angry? Like, why would I, he's going to thrust his little swimming freak into the yeah. limelight and he's going to be a super famous Beckett Phelps? And my son, because there's only, you know, six years age different, is going to have to spend the rest <laughs> of his adult life going around being like, no, 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 not that Beckett Phelps. <laughs> Like, I hope this kid yeah. is the worst athlete in the history of time. I want him to be a nuclear physicist or something. I just don't want him to be in the limelight for sports. Yeah. Because I feel like that's messed up to my son. And my son doesn't deserve that. He was six years better than this kid. Yeah. I, Do you follow I, me? I saw your son's highlights, though, like, <laughs> <laughs> literally not, not too long oh ago. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my son is amazing. He, I tell, like, he can't. He just he's not into baseball yet. And I I've taken uh, him to JP Longball <laughs> to do some 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 titty lessons. I have lessons lessons to get on Thursday with him. Um <laughs> I mean he's six, it's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean yeah. but it he just he's so he's into the social atmosphere of playing baseball. He was playing playing the hot corner. And uh I just I the funny thing is, so there's to to fill you in who who didn't see it and um I don't know, I have something weird about posting my kids on Twitter just because there's so many strangers. I don't I don't know. I don't really do it, but on my personal Instagram, which is private, so if I know you personally, you know, like, at Brady Phelps is my Instagram, personally, that I will post pictures of my kids so yeah. that my friends and family can, can you know, be kept in the loop if they're yeah. not in the everyday life. So he's at the hot corner, and uh, a kid takes a rip <laughs> and just lines it down the base, like, right, you know, maybe maybe two feet to his right. Yeah. And he didn't he budge. literally his feet didn't move, <laughs> his head didn't tilt, his glove didn't move, like his body uh. stayed in the same place and he just looked up and around. The ball went screaming uh. right by him, not even a flinch out of him. There the the shortstop, the second baseman, and the left fielder all went sprinting for the ball to go chase it down and get it back in the infield. 
He still didn't move. The kid rounding second comes around, and the kid is also a family friend, Davis. <laughs> Davis Chow, Dr. David Chow, the old Chargers team doctor. His kid was on the other team, and so Davis is rounding second, going into third. He stops and, like, talks to Beckett, and he's like, why didn't you go for that ball, you know? And then he, and you could hear his mom, Kim, in the background going like, Davis, run to third. And so she, you know, she's yelling at him to run. So he keeps going. And Beckett still hasn't moved. Like he's like, people are running around him. Balls are getting tossed over his head, getting hit by him. His teammates are running up. Coaches are barking at him. I'm cracking up. And it was out of all the plays that happened, that was literally the only one that I recorded. I just happened to hit record to be like, oh, let's get Beckett out in the field. I didn't have any video of him out in the field. So I get him out in the field, and then and immediately the hit happens, and the ball goes screaming right by him, doesn't budge. Funniest thing I've ever seen And when seen you in say screaming, it was like a little It dribbler. was a dribbler. <laughs> it wasn't screaming. I mean, it was a big crack of that <laughs> aluminum bat, though, for a six-year-old. Uh, it, was, it was pretty funny. Uh, so, yeah, he, he, <laughs> he did. He, he went um, – <laughs> He uh, he's terrible. Uh, at, he's terrible at baseball right now, and <laughs> I love him for it. So see, we're like there. like when they're that young too, it's it's so entertaining to watch them play yeah. little league because they're just like picking up dirt and you know making little mounds and not paying attention, just chatting it up with whoever. And yeah, it was great. I, I mean, when I was that age, I was real even t ball on. I was really into baseball. I yeah. like, wanted to be a switch hitter. I wanted to be like Mickey Mantle, my dad's favorite player. Yeah, and. So even as a T-baller, I was, like, trying to switch it up. I'm playing shortstop. I'm on the balls of my feet. I'm hopping back and forth, leaned over, ready to go. Like, I'm, like, game baseball ready, you know? Were you number and, seven? Uh, uh, no. I was usually number three um, because I also liked Babe Ruth. And there so if I couldn't get three, I would then get 13. Um, I didn't feel like I was doing justice to the number seven. Babe Ruth, <laughs> easy shoes to fill. Mickey yeah. Mantle, not so much. <laughs> no, no, no. So – so, but I remember playing short, and I remember my dad filming on like you know a big shoulder VHS, you know, like filming me, yep. and then and then going to left field, and my younger brother in left field, and he is literally laying on his back <laughs> in the grass, and he's got you know we have the the mesh the the mesh hats, the, yep, uh -huh. and, and so he's holding the mesh hat above his face, gloves on the ground, he's laying on his back, and he's got the mesh hat on his face, and he's sprinkling grass over the, and watching through the sun rays going through the little mesh holes he's watching the grass <laughs> fall down onto his face and my dad's like and there's the difference between my two sons interest in baseball you know like i'm like hopping around ready to go my brother's like playing with the grass in his face it's great yeah so my son is a little more like my brother in this uh in this current state of baseball uh but anyway yeah beckett he beckett phelps michael phelps's kid jack the name the funny thing too is that a few years ago and i i don't I don't know that I've ever really told this this story to that not many people, but I I ended up at this you know dinner event in La Jolla, and um, I knew most of the people there, and I saw a couple walk in that I didn't know, and I did a double take, and it was Jed Hoyer and his wife. Oh, and this is when Jed was the current GM of the Padres, uh -huh. and it was months before he got called over to the Cubs with Theo. And so I look over and I see him and I'm like, <gasps> and I walk in and I can see Jed like he doesn't really know anybody at this event. And so, sure enough, Brady Phelps lob shots. Um, so I walk up to Jed. I'm like, hey, man, um, I'm a big fan of baseball, big fan of the team. Like, you know, it's nice to meet you, whatever. My, my name is Brady. And, and he's like, and I was like, can I get you a beer? And so get him a beer. So we sit there. Next thing I know, and this wasn't one of those creepy Brady cornered Jed Hoyer. He was thrilled because I could intelligently speak baseball. It was someone that I, I, I wasn't, you know. Intelligent. Well, let's you know. not get carried away with intelligent. <laughs> but I could at least pretend to talk baseball. But, I mean, the way he thinks is just next level. I mean, it's very similar yeah. to Preller. I mean, they yeah. think in, in, in ways that we can't even begin to understand. And, and so I'm having this conversation with him, and it was an amazing night. And our wives ended up talking to you. Our wives at the time were both pregnant. Now, my kids are six and eight, so that tells you where they were both. My, she was pregnant with my son, so that means this was seven years ago. Yeah. So we're talking. And we, you know, our wives were talking, we were talking, it was great. And as we leave, you know, my, my wife's like, Hey, we got to go. Like, I'm tired, you know, I'm pregnant. I need to go I need some sleep. And I'm like, Oh man. And I was, you know, it's great, great hanging out. Great talking. I mean, we, we chatted for over an hour, just the two of us sitting and talking baseball. And it was incredible. I loved every second of it and great guy. And so as we're leaving, um, I like grab my wife and I'm like, babe, do you know who that is? I was like, that is the GM of the Padres. And she's like, cool, can we go home? And I'm like, ah, you know. And so I'm all excited about it. And then a couple weeks later, uh, maybe a, a couple months later, whatever, we go over to a mutual friend's house. They were the friends that happened to invite them over to that dinner party, the only other couple that they knew there. 
and we look i look on their like bulletin board in their kitchen and it's one of those like welcome announcements for their baby and my son was born first and sure enough jed hoyer named his son beckett (laughs) and i go to my wife brooke i'm like babe did you tell her that we were naming our kid beckett and she's like, I don't think so. And I'm like, they named their son Beckett. Like, nobody's named Beckett. Yeah. Like, that's not normal. And the thing is, Hoyer um, Hoyer was an assistant GM with the Sox when Beckett led them to a World Series title. Josh Beckett. Yeah. And so he actually has some kind of tie to the name where it's like, oh, so you're naming it after one of your pitchers? Is that why you're naming your son that? Whereas I had no ties to the name other than Beckett Baseball Monthly. You yeah. know what I mean? And so... I don't know. I thought it was so, but I was so. I was like, man, I can't, I can't wait to run into Jet again, and I'm gonna tell him he stole my name. He named his kid Beckett, and clearly we were first, and they stole it from us. And I know that Brooke must have let it slip, and that's why they took it and stole it that night, and then named his kid that. And then somehow Michael Phelps found out there was a Beckett Phelps out there, loved the name, and named his kid Beckett too. Way to turn it all about me, right? I know, all about you. A lot of Becketts out there now. A lot of Becketts. Mine was the first ever. I know there's there's not a lot of Becketts. At there all. used to be a. My, my daughter's name is Atley, A-T-L-E-Y, mm-hmm. and there was a pitcher for the Giants and for the Padres, more so for the Giants, but Atley, I think, Hamaker or something, uh-huh. yeah. A-T-L-E-E. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I guess it's kind of one of those, you know, guy or, you know, it's bat, guy or girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's the there's the Padres somewhat. Do you spell your daughter's name differently, though? A-T-L-E-Y. Okay. And yeah. his is two E's at the end. Yeah. Exactly. Clearly, that's the dude version. I yeah, guess. it's the dude version. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. To me, Atlee is... Dudes don't do wise. screams... Yeah, Brady. <laughs> Take it. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's uh, nice. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Now we're rambling, and I've talked way too much about my kids' names and Michael Phelps and how I now have a beef with him. Um, thank you. Anything else you need to add before we bounce? Oh, yeah. One, one thing. One last thing. Okay. I had some of that McDonald's Szechuan sauce today. Okay. I didn't even know this was a thing. Apparently, there were Dude. riots from this stuff. Was it any good? There was riots, and they had like they brought it back for one day, thanks to Rick and Morty. Um, and um, they brought it back for like a nice little run right here, but it's like more. It's every single McDonald's has yeah. them now. Yeah. And tried it. And? And uh, I feel like my insides are eating, <laughs> eating themselves up right now. Well, that's standard with every McDonald's visit. <laughs> it really is. I haven't been to McDonald's in a long time. And I can't believe you made that a thing. Like, you, I mean, I, I'm not really a Rick and Morty guy, although I did make a pancake in them once. Um, it's a I, fantastic show. You should okay. watch that. All right. I won't watch it. No chance. You really should. I'm not a big cartoon guy. It's... I'm not a big cartoon guy I mean, guy even either. like Simpsons, Family Guy, like I still was never, I mean, like I watched them and stuff from time to time, but like yeah. I just was never like Archer. I was never able to get any of those cartoon shows. Mm. I don't know. Like the sensing judgment in your but eyes. But The Greatest Showman. Yeah, it's a great show, man. Ever heard of <laughs> The Circus? <laughs> it's the greatest That's show, man. man. <laughs> Speaking of showman, co-founder of Lob Shots, shout out to Greg Bowman, showman, the greatest showman in my mind. Sorry, Hugh yeah. Jackman. Okay. We gotta the, go. The, the wheels have come off. The sauce was terrible. Don't go for it. Um, avoid it at all costs. Avoid it at all costs. Thank you guys for joining us for episode three. Thank you again to Lana. You can follow her at Lana L A N A on Twitter. RJ's Fro, Brady Phelps, signing off for episode three of the Zero Chance Podcast. Farewell.